1: The biggest games of the football season are coming and BetRivers is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at BetRivers. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bet.
0: This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bette
1: Rivers. And happy terrific Tuesday, fine citizens. If you're listening to the show, I will be in the air, headed towards South Beach, headed towards Miami for a eight days of crazy night, Squatch Takes Manhattan style. Obviously, Squatch Takes South Beach, but we are going to have a ton of fun out in Miami, getting set for Michigan and Georgia in the semifinal. I can't believe it's less than uh, a week away. I mean, the game is on Friday night, and I will have it covered top to bottom for you. We're going to talk with some good friends of ours that have been on the show before and some that haven't. uh, Do some stuff from the beach. We'll have a lot of fun down there, and uh, I can't wait to bring you all the sights and sounds uh, as the Squatch takes South Beach. And, uh, of course, Michigan State and Pittsburgh, they play on Thursday uh, in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. And then uh, Alabama and Cincinnati, the early game on Friday. And Michigan and Georgia at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Friday night at 7.30. Then I'm going to be hitting the club no matter what, win or lose. Obviously, I really hope they win, Michigan, because it would be a much more fun night. But the clubs don't even get going really till around 11 midnight uh, on New Year's Eve, just just regular ter- periods of time in Miami. So we're going to get to those Dan Campbell latest approval, approval poll numbers in just a bit and also what I think is a key for both Michigan and Georgia the biggest key if they want to win the Orange Bowl and go to the National Championship game in Indianapolis the good news for me is that if Michigan wins I've already got my ticket to the game and thank God it was a face value ticket because you don't even want to know how much the tickets are going for face value is 400 to $40 to like $1,500 and the resale market's going to be out of control uh, but yeah I will be there in Indianapolis next week if or 2 weeks now if Michigan does beat uh, the actually no it would be it would be next week uh, or you know it's it's about 10 days from friday but if they do it i'll be there and we'll have that cover top to bottom as well I'll have to go back to st annes get a little steak and lobster should be sick but we uh we have some good stuff coming up on the show today and we're going to get take a trip to the motown betting window presented to you by bet rivers and after we do the the local stuff i am going to give you all the bowl games on Tuesday, we have started. We started eight and two against the spread. Remember, I've told you I'm going to pick every single bowl game. Doesn't mean I'm telling you to take every single bowl game. I'm rating them one through five stars. But we've won. Th- our, we have had three three stars so far. They've all won. We've won a couple and lost a couple two stars, and then we won a bunch of the, the one star plays and lost a few of them as well. I did start eight and two, and now we're eleven and six. In bowl season. And sadly, let's hope they don't cancel more of these. There's a lot of bowl games going to cancel, but on Tuesday, it starts with the Birmingham Bowl uh, with Houston and Auburn, then Louisville and Air Force in the First Responder Bowl, uh, Texas Tech and Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl, NC State and UCLA in the Holiday Bowl, then the late night action, the nightcap, is the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, West Virginia and Minnesota. So we'll pick all those games, but let's start. With the updated national championship odds, Alabama still right now at Bet Rivers plus 115. It's been that way for well over a week now. Uh, Georgia plus 140, same with them. Michigan has moved up though a little bit. Their odds have gotten a little longer. They are now 7 to 1. They've been sitting at 6, 6.5 to 1 for a while. I've actually seen some 5 to 1s out there, and now they're as high as 7 to 1 where they're at at Bat Rivers and Cincinnati, the reason Michigan moving up a little bit, Cincinnati moving down a little bit, they are now 17 to 1. They were 20 to 1 for the majority of the time since the line came out a few weeks ago, uh, when it was just four teams left. And they are now 17 to 1 in their game or their odds to win the national championship, which I still think is decent value. I liked it at 20 to 1. I don't think Cincinnati's winning the national title, but if they beat Alabama, it's a one game to rule them all situation and you can hedge the crap out of that. Like I'm hoping I can hedge the crap out of Michigan, having Michigan at 50 to one about six weeks or so ago, uh, a few weeks before Ohio State is when I took that. But let's take a look right now at the line on Pittsburgh and Michigan State. Peach Bowl, 7 o'clock Thursday night from the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Georgia in Hotlanta. I used to live there. I lived in Atlanta for almost six years. Great town. I know a lot of Spartan fans of mine, uh, Spartan friends of mine are going down there. uh, And I'm sure there'll be a big contingent of Pittsburgh fans as well as they go for one of their only 12-win seasons ever. Uh, actually, I believe it's, it is their only 12-win season, 117 years, if they win that game. So, State right now is still a two-and-a-half point favorite. We saw it go down to two late uh, last week, but it's back to two-and-a-half, minus one-twelve of rivers for the spot tens. And Pittsburgh, plus two-and-a-half right now, minus 109. The money line, Michigan State, minus 134. The uh, money line for Pittsburgh is plus 110. Now, the total the totals down a half point over 56-112, uh, the under 56-109. I I don't have an opinion on the total of this game. If Kenny Walker and, and Kenny Pickett were playing, I love the over. We saw this thing go closer to 60 at times, but I think the total is probably where it should be. But there are so many unknowns without having Kenny Walker to keep drives alive, and obviously he's scoring five touchdowns against Michigan having such a great year for uh, the Spartans. And then without Kenny Pickett, I mean, listen, all due respect to what Pittsburgh is going to try to have to do when it comes to, you know, filling in someone for Kenny Pickett. It's obviously a lot easier said than done. It's a you know, there's no war in football, but if there was a wins above replacement situation where you would have you know the the, the second best quarterback on the team compared to the first, in a lot of situations, obviously especially in college football, it is a dramatic precipitous drop. And all all love and respect to Nick Patty. He's thrown 14 passes this year. He's barely played his entire career. Yes, he's the primary backup to Kenny Pickett, but this is all mop-up, duty. He's thrown for 140 yards, zero touchdowns, zero picks. Heck, he hasn't been sacked. That's good. But, you know, he's gotten a chance to work, obviously, with the first-teamers for over 10 days now since Pickett announced he wasn't going to play. But, you know, there's such an unknown there. I would not touch the total in that game. Maybe you look at a live bet at some point. Uh, in the, the second or third quarter and see where the total is at in that one. Alright, now uh, let's update your lines right now. We'll start with Alabama and, and uh, Cincinnati because that obviously means a lot to the winner of Georgia and Michigan. It means a lot to the Wolverines if they win. Uh, Alabama, 13.5 point favorites right now. Bet Rivers minus 110. Cincy plus 13.5 minus 110. And Bama... Minus 590 on the money line, Cincinnati plus 390. The total is actually down. That was closer to the 60s when it first came out. It's 57 and a half right now, uh, minus 113. I mean, this total at one point was 16 to 17 points higher than the Georgia-Michigan total. Right now it's 13 points higher. Uh, I, I think this game's going to have a lot of points. I think that actually the over is a decent play in that game against uh, Cincinnati and Alabama game. And I like Cincinnati, plus the 13 and a half. I know some will say Bama's going to go in there and smack them. Cincinnati with Riddler, you know, they, they're a very talented team. They're obviously not the, the kind of talent and, and athletes that Georgia and Cincinnati, or excuse me, Alabama and obviously Michigan get. But listen. This is a, a Cincinnati team that's undefeated for a reason. They struggled towards the end part of the season for a few weeks, but then really started blasting teams again. They're going to be ready. They've had time to work. Luke Thickel's a great coach. That should be a, a, within a two-touchdown game. So I do like uh, you know, a one-unit play on Cincinnati. And then Georgia and Michigan. The Bulldogs right now minus seven and a half. Minus 107. We've seen that line kind of volleyball between eight and seven and a half for the last week or so. Wolverines on the comeback getting seven and a half, seven in the hook, minus 114. I do love Michigan. Not because I'm a Michigan fan. I think that there's too many points there. I think it's going to be a very close one possession game. And you're getting the seven in a hook without having to pay the extra six to whatever, you know, nine, uh, possible 10 cents you would have to in a normal situation to buy it off the seven. And it's minus 114 right now for the Wolverines. The money line Georgia is minus 315. Michigan plus 235. And as I've told you over and over again, uh, I like the over in this game. I like the over as long as it gets to 45 or lower. Right now it's 44 and a half. I got it at 43 and 43 and a half, but I still like it at 44. I think this game's going to be played in the mid-20s, could even be played in the 30s. Both teams have great defenses, but I'll tell you right now, these teams can score. They both have solid running backs. They can get off and rip off 30, 40, 50-yard runs. They have receivers that can, you know, catch the ball and run for yards after the catch. They have two quarterbacks. You know, right now we'll see if JT Daniels clears pro COVID protocol and is in there, but Stetson Bennett at times can look like Cade McNamara at times, really, really good. And they both don't really turn the ball over that much. You know, 24 touchdowns for uh, Stetson Bennett and seven interceptions, and Cade McNamara has been, you know, a workhorse, and as consistent as consistent gets all season long, he's thrown four picks, 15 touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 145.4, but didn't throw an interception ever until, you know, after the halfway point of the season, So you also have J.J. McCarthy for the Wolverines that will come in there as a change of pace quarterback and can do a lot of things, can throw, can run. They can have them both out there a lot of times as they've done throughout the season for Jim Harbaugh and that Josh Gattis offense. And the Lions, the Leos, they will get it going against the Seattle Seahawks off a terrible loss to the Bears. Last second two-point conversion. Uh, sinks uh, Seattle at home. Not that the game mattered for the Seahawks. They weren't going to the playoffs, but they should have won that game. Uh, the Seahawks are a seven point favorite right now against the Lions in Seattle. It's a 425 game on Sunday. Right now, Seattle minus seven, minus 108. Lions plus seven, minus 113. I have a small lean half unit play on the Lions. Not because the Lions are a great team right now, but that there is value taking the touchdown. Lions are hanging in games. One of the better uh, you know, spread teams against the spread teams in, in football this year in the NFL. The Seahawks' money line, minus 295, Lions plus 230, and the total, 42. I have no opinion on the total. Uh, the overrun are both minus 110. That's a trip to the Motown betting window, and it's brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. All right, let's talk some bowl games. As I mentioned, let's hope that we don't have any more of these games canceled. It's getting crazy. Already three of those games canceled. We did have a big win earlier today with Western Michigan, or early on, I'm sorry, on Monday with Western Michigan that got us to 11 and 6. The Western Michigan was a three star play, so we've won all our three star plays so far. Uh, definitely won and lost some two stars and won and lost some one stars. I've yet to give you a four or a five star play. I, there's It's a possibility there will not be a five star play. I, I have one game that's coming up shortly that I'm feeling could be a five star play, but I'm only going to make it a five star play for you if I really. Think it is not just the bowl game of the year to bet on, but one of the games of the year in college football to bet on. I will have some four star plays. Those are coming up over the next several games. Let's start with the Birmingham Bowl with Houston and Auburn. Auburn, a very up and down season, but an extremely talented team. Houston can score with the best of them right now. Bet Rivers, Auburn minus two, minus 110 on both sides. Muddy Line, Auburn minus 124, Houston plus 102. The total 51.5 over minus 109 and under uh, is minus 112. This is a tough game. I mean, I, Auburn's got the, the more talented team, but Houston has had a better end of their season. I like Houston for a one-star play plus the two. You can also throw some money line action if you want, but obviously take the two because this game could be a one or you know, two-point game uh, if uh, if Houston did lose the game. But I do like the, to- uh, the Houston Cougars in this one plus two. I think they're just going to score too many points on this one. Uh, for Auburn. So that's a one-star play for you in the Birmingham Bowl. Let's move to the first responder bowl. Louisville and Air Force. This, I, I, I've i liked this game for a while. It's it's tricky because Louisville is a, J- a Jekyll and Hyde team that can look like world beaters, but also can look really bad. But I just think that Air Force, Air Force has the recipe to slow the Louisville offense down, control the clock, and you're catching a point and a half with Air Force these, these military academies, when they play in bowl games, and I know the armed, uh, services bowl was, was canceled, which, you know, sucked. But when they play in these bowl games, they are ultra-focused. Not that Louisville and other teams that play the service academies aren't, but this is, you know, especially for a team like Air Force that didn't play in the Army-Navy game and all the emotion of that, they are going to be ready for Louisville and what they throw at you. I like Air Force plus one and a half. That's a two-star play for you in the first responder bowl Later on uh, later tonight, the Liberty Bowl. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. This should be a fun one. It's a six forty-five start, and it's Texas Tech and Mississippi State, and it's one of the biggest spreads of bowl season. The Bulldogs of Mississippi State minus ten right now at Bet Rivers, minus one twelve, Texas Tech getting ten, minus one hundred nine, money line Mississippi State, minus four hundred, Texas Tech plus two hundred seventy, and the total fifty-eight and a half. Uh the over minus one ten, the under. Minus 112. I have a small lean. It's not really like an official squash play for you. But I have a small lean on the under in this game. I think that it's too many points. I think this game will be in the maybe mid-40s at best. I mean, Texas Tech, you think, air raid offense. You know, they can score nonstop. That's not the way this Texas Tech team is. They actually play better defense than any, like, leech Texas Tech teams played for the most part when he was there. And Mississippi State's got a solid defense as well. I, I You know, this is a, this is one of my least favorite games spread-wise. But I am going to lay the 10 points with Mississippi State. I just don't think Texas Tech has the horses to hang in this game. And Mississippi State's been playing much better football towards the end of the year and scored a lot of points. So it's a one-star play on Mississippi State, minus 10. But a small lean on the under as well as a bonus play for you uh, on your Tuesday bowl game action. All right, the Holiday Bowl. Remember Michigan-BYU played that years ago. Uh, always a fun time out in St. Diago. and this should be, uh, you know, another great game. You've got NC State coming in against UCLA. It's an 8 p.m. start. UCLA catching two points. The uh, NC State Wolfpack, minus 2, minus 114 right now at Bet Rivers. UCLA plus 2, minus 107. NC State minus 134 on the money line. UCLA plus 110. The total at 60, both sides, minus 110. Now I'm going to tell you right now, NC State, I think, is the better team. But UCLA, as we talked about situational betting and Chip Kelly and the end of this season, I think that UCLA is a tremendous value play. I'm going to make it a two-star play for you and give you UCLA plus the two. I think they will have enough to take down NC State. And plus, they're out on the West Coast. Not that it makes a huge difference, but they didn't have to travel far. NC State's gonna be enjoying the, the fun and sun after being, you know, in much colder weather. That's a, a factor to look at. I like UCLA, the Bruins, plus the two, and you do only have to lay the 107 right now at Bet Rivers. And the nightcap, the guaranteed rate bowl. This game, we have a three-star play on for you, my friends. It's West Virginia and Minnesota. Minnesota minus five right now at Bet Rivers, minus 109. The West Virginia Mountaineers, plus five, minus 112 money line. Golden go first, minus 195. West Virginia plus 155. The total is 45 over minus 112 under minus 109. And let me tell you about Minnesota. Yes, they didn't get it, you know, get to the Big Ten title game. They had, you know, played some really good football and gave themselves a chance in the final few weeks of the season. But I'm going to tell you, this Minnesota team under PJ Fleck really ended the season extremely solid. And I think you look at this game. And, you know, West Virginia is a solid team, but they've been wildly, and I mean wildly inconsistent for the better part of the last, you know, six games of the season. They come in 6-6. and Yes, they got a solid QB in Doge, uh, who's thrown for almost 3,000 yards and 19 touchdowns. But I look at this Minnesota team, and you look what they did later in the season. Yes, they had that kind of back, you know, uh, you know, lower. where they lost to Indiana by 8, or excuse me, Illinois by 8, and then, you know, lost the tough one to Iowa. But they beat Indiana by 21. They beat Wisconsin by 10. Those were two great wins to end the season. P.J. Flex trying to build momentum. I am going to give you a three-star play. Lay the five on Minnesota. It's going to be a big night. And I mean a big night for Tanner Morgan, who obviously was up and down all season long. But I like him in this game. I like Minnesota's defense in this game. And they'll get their ninth win. Free star play, or only three star play of the Tuesday slate, uh, will be on Minnesota minus the five. So, once again, I've got a, a one star play on Houston plus the two, two star play on Louisville, or excuse me, Air Force plus the one and a half. Uh, also, Texas Tech Mississippi State will be a one star play on Mississippi State, but a small lean is a bonus play on the under 58 and a half in the Liberty Bowl, in the Holiday Bowl. It is a two star play on UCLA and Chip Kelly. And then in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, it's a three-star play on Minnesota minus five. That's a 10-15 start uh, later tonight. And hopefully we'll, at the end of the day, with the five bowl games on Tuesday, be 16-6 and as we come in 11-6 right now. All right, that's your bowl selections via the Squatch. we got the Dan Campbell poll results to update you on. And the biggest key or the biggest thing that either Georgia or Michigan has to do to win the game and get to the national title game. We'll get to that coming right up on this terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit City Cast
0: must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem call 1-800-270-7117. Well,
1: let's get right into the latest poll numbers on Dan Campbell's approval rating and a uh, disclosure again. And I I wish I didn't have to do this, but I know that, you know, most of you listen to this show, amazing human beings, very smart and reasonable sports fans, so you understand this, but you know, we have a lot of different comments on Twitter, and I've read a lot of them to you, when I put these polls up every week, where people are like, hey, I'm going to coach with one win, I have any kind of approval rating over 20%, or, you know, D. Dan Campbell sucks, I mean, this team is two eleven and 2 I understand, this team was not looking to win 7, 8, 9, 10 games, of course they would have taken that, but listen, Jared Goff is not Matthew Stafford, the lines had a ton of freaking injuries, you know, thank God the, you know, the emergence of Amon, Ross, and Brown has happened. But, you know, they have no depth at wide receiver. They, DeAndre Swift has been banged up much of the year. hawkinson has been out for this you know, season the last couple weeks now and the rest of the year. So let's not be silly. First-year head coach, brand-new staff, brand-new quarterback. It's all about evaluating what this team is like and the connectivity they have to Dan Campbell. So while the high majority of you completely get that, some of you are still being silly, and I don't—I never judge someone's fandom, but I think that the people that are making some of the responses we have read that say, you know, how can a one-win coach have an approval rating over twenty percent, or any of those kind of comments like that—I don't think you really understand football or what's going on with the Lions because the Lions were not a contender this year. Their win total in Vegas was five and a half, four and a half. They were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yes, sometimes people think a team's going to be in the, in the last place you know, a situation, and they become a first-place team. Teams go for work. What is it? Families are rising and falling in, a, in America all the time. That's Uh, You know, there's teams that go worse to first all the time. But that is not what the Lions were going to be this year. It's about evaluating what players are going to be around through the rebuild. What Dan Campbell is like as a head coach. What he's like as a head coach with his assistants and position coaches under him. So let's not be silly about that. But as we've seen... We first started doing this poll back after the Rams game. It was in the 80 percentile. Then, of course, when it went to the you know the Bears' loss, it went down into the 30s. And it's been ping-ponging back between 50%, 60%, and then below 50%. Uh, and then, obviously, after the win over Minnesota, it went back to the 60s. 60s, I think we, had, we touched the 70s for a minute. And then, after the big win over Arizona, back to the 80% range. And that's where we are at right now. You can vote on this poll all week. We do it each and every week here. On the Detroit City cast, get to my Twitter at Dan Leach971. And 86% of you, as we're reaching towards thousand votes, approve of the de- job Dan Campbell is doing thus far as head coach, based on what he has to work with, not the two you know win record, and 50% of you disapprove. Here are some comments uh that we get each and every week from all of you. And here's one of the ones I was talking about from Hello Smitty. Only Lions fans can approve of a two twelve and one record. Beyond pathetic. Hello, Smitty, all due respect. You, you obviously don't understand what's going on here. It's They're not approving of the Lions' record. The fact that the Lions have been in, in pretty much all their games this season, they beat a, a ridiculously high-level team in Arizona, they should have beaten the Ravens, they hung in with the Packers at the lead at halftime. I mean, I'm not going to rehash all the games, but you, you're just you, you're sounding silly. I don't want to say you're sounding stupid, I'm not that kind of guy, but you're sounding silly. Uh, here's a state of Michigan man saying he's made some boneheaded moves, but he'll learn from his mistakes he's been successful in getting the team to buy in. Timothy Eric saying incomplete. Just plain Bill. And Vince W. Law. He says, objectively at this point, I give him a C. Nice guy. Interesting personality. Definitely a motivational guy. Decision making. obstinacy remain concerning for me. And this is from J.P. Gotts. <laughs> he got some bad takes. I guess is what he got. Uh, there should be an opportunity to cast a vote for don't give a blank until they don't suck. I'm for that one, all right? Listen, it's I've told you this ad nauseum, and it's just the truth. I'm not saying I'm always right about things, but I'm right about this. It is so worth it to go through that brutal pain, like I have been for Michigan with Harbaugh the last six years, to go through the brutal pain of two or three years of, you know, close losses and some nice wins here and there, like the Arizona-Minnesota game. But knowing you're not a contending team yet, if that leads you to like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of contention. The Lions, except for the Wayne Fonts era, when they went to the playoffs 4 or 5 years in the 90s, they almost went to the Super Bowl in 91. Other than that, they have never been a long-term viable contender. And even then, you know, 5, 6 years. Then Bobby Ross took over and they, you know, went to the playoffs again. But they've never really been a legitimate contender decade-plus long-term viable contender, a la Green Bay, a la the Ravens, quote the men or more, a la the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Niners in the 80s and 90s, and some of the 2000s. They have never really been that in in my lifetime. You want to go back to the 50s when Bobby Lane was, you know, twirling the ball around the field? Sure. But that's what this franchise needs. And we've never really touched that. And that's what evaluating Dan Campbell this year and the players and his coaching staff and all that is hopefully going to lead to. So that's where we're at with the Dan Campbell approval poll. Uh, please continue to vote on that at danleach 971 And as I mentioned, you'll be listening to the show as I'm in the air to Miami, to South Beach, The Squatch takes to, to South Beach by storm. Um, today, I want to talk about the biggest reason for each Michigan and Georgia that they will win. Obviously, there's a tremendous amount of reasons. We're going to talk more about this later in the week as we get the full preview of the Orange Bowl for Friday night at 7.30. And there will be a full post-game show as well. I might not be able to do it until about 4 a.m. after my New Year's club night. Uh, but win or lose will be a, a, a nice lengthy post-game show as we always do here on the Detroit Cast. I'm going to go down to the beach and just do it in the, in the beach at 4 in the morning. Uh, you know, win or lose. But these are the two main reasons, for one for each team, that I think if they do this and they do this really well, that they will win the game. And I'll start with Georgia. If Georgia does not allow Michigan, and I said this uh, on the show on the Manning Monday show, and I've, I've told you this for a while now. Michigan has to have a balanced offense. They need to use the pass to set up the run. And they're not going to have the same game plan, at least I hope they don't, against Ohio State where you're just trying to run it down Georgia's throat. That's not a winning, a winning football strategy for me, in my opinion, when it comes to what Michigan needs to do against a very athletic Georgia team that has a great defense. If they can stop Michigan's ability to run, where Corum and Haskins and Edwards and whoever else is getting the ball, you know, even JJ McCarthy on some runs. If they cannot set up third and manageables from the running game and they can't rip off the 10, 20, 30, 40 yard runs and it's always McNamara or McCarthy kind of, you know, g- grasping for straws and gasping for air trying to get some completions on, you know, third and longs, third and not manageables then that is going to give Georgia a really good chance to win this game. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Michigan's got too good of an offensive line and has got too good of running backs for that to happen. But if Georgia can shut down the Michigan running game and hold them to under 100 yards, that's going to give them a huge chance of winning this ballgame. And, you know, just to let you know, when you look at what these teams are able to do, points allowed, Georgia, number one in the country, 9.5 points per game. Michigan, number four in the country. 16.1 points per game. Now, you got to understand, Georgia played some patsies. Not that Michigan played all world beaters, but they played a bunch of easy teams throughout the earlier part of their schedule. And there were some bad teams in the SEC this year. But that's still absurd for a team to allow 9.5 points a game. 16.1 is pretty damn good too, especially with the pretty good Big Ten. You look at Michigan's schedule. I'm not saying that Michigan played a a ton of world beaters as well. But, you know, listen, Western Michigan, they just won their bowl game huge. They played Washington, which had a pretty good defense. You know, we know Wisconsin's obviously a good team. Nebraska, Michigan State, Indiana was starting to get their offense going even without their starting quarterback. Uh, you know, Penn State obviously could score a lot of points this year. Uh, Maryland, Michigan destroyed them. Maryland wasn't really scoring a lot of points at that point in the year, but they did have two of Tagovailoa's brother. And then, of course, Ohio State. And Iowa was a top, you know, 10 defense, and Michigan scored 42 on them. That's obviously on the offensive side. But that, that's pretty impressive that both those teams are in the top four in points per game uh, allowed in the FBS. And then when you look at offense, when it comes to what these teams are doing, points per game, we'll get to yards per game in a second. Georgia averaging 39.4 points per game. That's in the top eight. And Michigan, right outside the top 10, they're number 12. They're averaging 37.7 points. A game. I guess some of these teams are, are really mirrors of each other. And then yards per game, Uh, When you get to the yards per game, Michigan actually is ahead of Georgia. Michigan, right on the edge of the top 20. They're averaging 451.9 yards a game. Georgia's about 26 right now. They're averaging 442.8 yards a game. And then on the Michigan side, for their key, the key for the Wolverines is going to be not turning the ball over. I think that if Michigan does not, let's say they have zero turnovers, I think if Michigan has one or less turnovers, they are going to win the game because that means that Cade McNamara is you know, getting the ball down the field, getting Baldwin, getting Eric all, you know, getting balls to Haskins and uh, you know, D- Donovan Edwards. and I just think that if Michigan does not turn the ball over, that is the key for them to win this game. The Georgia Bulldogs, SEC team, elite athletes, you know we've seen how Michigan is fair to get some of those teams like the Alabamas and Mississippi states in the past, they've gotten their asses kicked, but they turned the ball over a ton. If they do not turn the ball over, that is the key, I think, for the Wolverines because they've got talent on the defensive side. They get the best edge rusher, best edge rushing tandem in football with Ojabo and Aiden and, uh, and Hutchinson. And they've got a stud offensive line and a quarterback of Cade McNamara that has gotten better and better throughout the season, and they got J.J. McCarthy for the change of pace guy. So, turnovers. They don't turn the ball over, I think Michigan wins this game. Now, there was some news that came out late on Monday night. J.T. Daniels has cleared COVID protocol. He could end up being the starter for Georgia. They still might go with Stetson Bennett. I've talked to a bunch of my friends that cover Georgia. The thought is that a lot of them believe that that J.T. Daniels gives Georgia the better chance of winning, if he's the main quarterback but we will have to see what Kirby Smart does and just to give you the numbers on the season when you look at these two quarterbacks uh between Bennett and J- JT Daniels of course you know Bennett's played a lot more he's a buck 48 of 231 for 2325 yards he's thrown 24 touchdowns and seven interceptions JT Daniels who has just obviously shown flashes of brilliance at times 68 and 94 722 yards he's thrown seven uh, touchdowns had three interceptions. Both their quarterback ratings are, are pretty similar, but the thought process for a lot of my friends that cover Georgia, you know, they have said that it, it looks like it might be, or excuse me, Daniels would be the better chance for them to beat Michigan. So we'll have to see what Kirby Smart ends up doing. That is something to monitor. And, and once again, when you look at what the spread is for this game, it really has not moved now that the news is out that JT Daniels is playing uh, or has cleared COVID. He's joined the team in Miami. Still Georgia minus 7.5 at Bet Rivers. The uh, Wolverines, you know, getting uh, 7.5 minus 114. Georgia minus 7.5 uh, minus 107. Money line the same, minus 315. And Michigan plus 235 in the total right there at 44.5. So we'll see if there's any movement with that. If it, maybe, you know, Kirby Spark comes on and says JT Daniels is my starter. If that moves the line, if there's any some sharp action that comes on, we will monitor all that for you as we always do here on the Detroit CityCast. All right, that's going to do it for us today on this terrific Tuesday. Next time I'll be talking to you we will be from the beautiful beaches of South Beach, Miami. I can't wait. I'm going from like 28 degrees to 80 and sunny. Got a palatial palace to stay at. Got some tons of friends to see. Racetracks and casinos to go to. We got it all covered for you here on the Detroit CityCast. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. On my way to Miami. Getting jiggy with it. The Squatch is out.